morning. Um, the passage I've been given uh, to bring to you this morning is from Luke chapter 19, verse 28 to 44. After Jesus had said this, he went ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here, and if anyone asks you why you untying it, tell him, The Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it, just as he told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They replied, The Lord needs it. And they brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognise the time of God's coming to you. I have to say that this um, passage of scripture which um, I'm bringing this morning, it's made me really study the word and I have learned something from it too. So I'd like to share it with you. This passage contains the first event in Christ's final week and it's, the event is known as a triumphal entry. But as we will see, it's anything but triumphal. A triumphal entry would be what the Jews were looking for. A triumphal entry would have included Jesus defeating Satan and overthrowing the Roman domination of Israel. A triumphal entry would have had Jesus set up as king and ruler and judge. But none of these happened. Jesus does things differently. Jesus had just told a parable about he wants his servants to be productive whilst he is away. They were at the mountain called Olivet. First of all, prophetically, Jesus is the olive shoot out of the stump of Jesse. And during Jesus' final week, he spent a lot of time on the Mount of Olives. And in fact, his final night was spent praying in the Garden of Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives. He sends two of his disciples, go into the village and as you enter, you'll find a colt there. And they went. And the owner said, why are you losing the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of it. 
The fact that the colt had never been ridden makes it specially suited for sacred purposes. Another thing we notice about what Jesus does, that he is borrowing this donkey. Now this might seem strange, but it was a fairly common practice in that day. When a royal person arrived in town, they would often borrow a mount to ride. It was considered privileged to have your mount used by the king or prince or someone famous. The interesting thing is here that most often the very best stallion would be given to ride on. Now this would show victory and conquest. But the donkey was the opposite. It shows humility and peace. Christ didn't want to enter Jerusalem riding a horse or driving a chariot. He didn't wear a crown or carry a sword as most royals would have done. Donkeys were used occasionally and when they were, it's for civil, not military, processions. This is very important because we're going to see that the people thought that they were getting a military messiah. Someone who was going to judge and fight and rule. Christ wanted them to see him differently. So when he rode on the donkey, this was his way of saying, I come in peace. He was definitely making a claim. So as Jesus entered, the multitudes of people were singing as they normally did to welcome other travellers. But the thing that was different about this traveller was that he rode on a donkey in fulfilment of prophecy. And some who recognised this began to lay the cloaks at his feet in welcome and wave palm branches before him as well. They were giving him a royal welcome. Of course, as always in the Gospels, there were religious leaders nearby. And when they saw what the crowds were doing, the Pharisees recognised the prophetic implications and said, which is from verse 39, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. They had running after running with Jesus. They couldn't stand him and in fact, they were looking for ways to kill him. And that's in verse 47. We go back to verse 40 and Jesus answered, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. What does Jesus mean? <clears throat> there was no keeping quiet on this day in history. Jesus wanted his own people to recognise him for who he was, but they didn't. So in 41 and 42, he weeps over the city because they didn't recognise what day it was. They should have known. Everything he does over those few days was designed to call attention to the fact that he is the Messiah. His time had come. Some of them thought that he was the promised Messiah, but they all wanted the Messiah who would rule and judge and set up an earthly kingdom. The disciples didn't even understand until after Jesus had died and risen from the dead. But all of them, the disciples and the multitudes, should have seen. They should have known. It was everywhere in scripture. It was plain before their eyes. He had taught it and explained. He was even riding in on a donkey, a symbol of peace and humility. 
not victory and conquest, but they didn't understand. And as a result of not recognising who he was and what he had come for, Jesus tells them what will happen in verse 43 and 44. This is exactly what happened. In A70, the temple was destroyed. The Jews were scattered. What Jesus said came true, all because they didn't recognise him as he wanted. So from verse 28 to 44, we have seen what Jesus did, what the crowds did, what the crowds wanted, and what Jesus wanted. And as Christians... We're living 2,000 years later, the passage still speaks to us. When Jesus came the first time, most of the religious people were looking for a warrior, Messiah. A Messiah who'd raise an army and crush, kill and slaughter the enemies of Israel. But that is not why Jesus came. And though the people hailed him as a king, they wanted a different sort of king than the king he'd come to be. He wanted them to see that he loved their enemies as much as he loved them, that he forgave their enemies just as he'd forgiven them, that he welcomed both the Israelites and their enemies into one family of the redeemed. But they didn't see this, and he wept over the city. I often wonder, <clears throat> does Jesus weep over us? I'm sure he weeps over me many, many times. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Are you looking forward to the second coming of Jesus? Even though we cannot know the day or the hour, we are to be ready for his coming. We need to keep our eyes fixed on him and as the days and the months lie ahead, we need not to trust what man tells us and to be caught up in worldly issues, but to be strong and keep close to him and to keep our feet on that right path, knowing that he has us in the palm of his hand and he won't let us go.